Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. are back with another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, AJ, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, let people know how you're doing today. We are back! Boom! And I'm feeling good. How are you feeling, AJ? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling amazing. Living the dream. Uh, See, I changed it up this time, but then you had to bring up the whole living the dream again. Oh, sorry. Not living the dream. Yeah, I'm not living the dream at all. Moving on. Moving on. We have something excited for our listeners. We're actually going to be covering a topic over the next five episodes. Something and Eric, exciting. what's that topic going to be? Whiskey. <laughs> no. Yes, we're going to be doing whiskey, but more specifically, we're going to be breaking down some good information about the five main types of whiskey. Ooh. Now, Eric, tell me what the five main types are. Ooh, uh, Canadian. Boom. Japanese. Boom. Irish, boom. American or Kentucky okay, bourbon, correct? Bourbon, uh huh. And oh shit, what was the last one? Fill them in, AJ. Scotch, 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 <laughs> scotch, scotch. I like my scotch. Mm-mm-mm. Down in my belly. Mm-mm-mm. So good to me. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All these types of whiskeys, they are distill- distilled in various different types of grains. And the main grains that they are distilled in are, Eric, hit them with the facts. Barley. Yes, that's one. Yeast. Nope. That's Water. Nope. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's barley, Heart. corn, wheat, Heart. rye, Captain and oats. Captain Planet. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <what'd> <laughs> sorry, AJ, what did you say? I didn't mean to interrupt you. You sound like a, oh, was it the Stones that, oh, from Marvel movies? Oh, I cannot think of his name. He collects the different stones for his glove. He collects what? He collects the different stones for Thanos. his glove in the Marvel. Thanos, thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. That's what it kind of like feels like right now with all the different ones. No, I was Captain Planet. Um, I'm sorry, Captain Planet. Uh-huh. Okay, so just a little recap. The main grains are corn, wheat, rye, oats, and barley. Send me some of that corn. (laughs) Now, each grain has different sugar contents. And for example, corn has a higher sugar content than wheat or rye. And that's what gives the whiskey that's made with corn a sweeter taste to it. Did you know that one? I didn't know that. Boom. Boom. Wait, but you know what, AJ? We missed something. What did I miss? What are we sipping on? Oh, epic fail. Fail. You know, I'm real disappointed quick. myself, so I'm going to let you go first, Eric. Okay, uh, real quick. I'm having some Kentucky bourbon, uh, Woodford, Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm. I've had Good it in the stuff. past. Uh, you know, it's a small batch bourbon. And, uh, yeah, 45% ABV, I believe. And, yeah, it's a nice little toasty, um, you know, rich, oaky bourbon that I enjoy. Spicy. Excellent. Can't complain. That's some good stuff. Yep. I am enjoying 
straight bourbon, and mine is Maker's Mark. Ooh. Now, with mine, it is also 45% ABV. The flavor profile I get on this guy, let me, hang on, I gotta take a sip first. Sip it. Sip it real good. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Instantly, vanilla oak, like usual, typical bourbon, but I'm getting hints of toffee on this one. Whoa. Yeah, a toffee. Did you say the notes on yours? Oh, no, you already said them before. Say it again. Yeah, what are you getting? Um, I'm getting sort of a actually sweet vanilla-ish um, type of flavor. Um, spicy. Spicy and oaky, woodsy. Mr. Spice. Spice. Uh, yeah, so like a vanilla, sweet, sort of woodsy kind of taste there. Hmm. Good stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. Now may I move on? Yes, you may. Perfect. Now, like Perfect. we mentioned, there's five different main categories for the types of whiskey, and each country has its own set of regulations for producing their whiskey, and the regulations combined with their local natural resources, agriculture, and traditions is what creates the foundation for each whiskey. Now, a little fun fact, and Eric, I don't know if you know this one, but do you know when whiskey is spelled W-I-S-K-E-Y and W-I-S-K-Y? Mm, when you go to the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood, <laughs> you, take the, you take the E out. Take the E out? Is that it? Uh, close, but wrong. So the whiskey spelling in general um, with the E is the United States and Ireland. Without the E is Scotland. Canada and Japan. Do you know oh, why? I did not know that. Now why? I don't know the actual fact, but from what I learned from just looking at this, I noticed that America and Ireland both have an E in their country, and Scotland, Canada, and Japan do not. So coincidence, possibly. Mm. Wait, that's you thought you came up with that, or you read that somewhere? I read it. Oh. Hmm. So there isn't really an actual explanation, or you just didn't really find it. Yeah, to my knowledge, there's not an actual explanation. I think it's just the way the countries spell them. Mm, okay. And cool. it's just the coincidence that the way they spell them, it doesn't have the E in the actual country. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Now, breaking down for the next five episodes, the first one that we're going to cover today is... Eric, hit them with it. Canadian. No. American. There it is. We're going to do American whiskey for this episode of the podcast. Dang. You know, you're, you're getting better, dude. You're like one for seven, but you're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm close. Close. Now, people might be asking, what is American whiskey? It's just bourbon, right? But there's a little more details to that. So when it comes to American whiskey, you know, when the Europeans first arrived here to the United States, they found an abundance of rye giving birth to rye whiskey. So I believe that's the first one that actually came here. Now, later... After settling into present day, it was mainly done in Kentucky, which is where they grew corn. And with corn is how we know our bourbon today, because the majority of it does have corn. Mm -hmm. Now, many kinds of whiskeys are made in the United States, um, ranging from like your basic moonshine, bottle and bond, bourbon, Tennessee whiskey, and rye are the primary types of whiskey for, quote, American whiskey. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's good stuff. Bourbon, which is what we're sipping on right now. Let's break down bourbon. What do you know about bourbon, Eric? It tastes good. <laughs> I believe it's different because it's on a it's aged in a specific barrel. Is that correct? It's considered bourbon if it's 
in a different barrel, different type of barrel or something? Is that right? So bourbon is primarily produced in Kentucky, but the main thing about it is that it's 51% corn. Mm-mm. Now, also with the policy of making bourbon, they has to, has to have no adjectives and no water allowed in it. So they can't do like coloring, they can't add caramel or any kind of flavoring to the whiskey. I believe you mentioned that before, right? So the 51% means um, it has to be mostly corn or more corn than any than any ingredient, right? And that's what makes it bourbon? Exactly. So they can do corn, wheat, rye, and mix all together. But in order for it to be bourbon, at least 51% of it has to be corn. Gotcha. Also added to that, it also must be aged in charred new oak barrels for at least two years to be called straight bourbon, which is what I'm drinking right now, straight bourbon. And Eric, I think you said your Woodford Reserve is straight bourbon? Mm-hmm. So okay, I was right. So you were right. So both of them were aged in new oak barrels. Nice. Okay. So it's, it has to be, it has to uh, check two um, boxes. The barrel, the charred barrel, mm-hmm. and the fact that it uses 51% corn. And there's no additives or water allowed. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Now they can also add water at the end to, um, actually, no, I lied. That's for a different kind of whiskey. Bourbon, yeah, they cannot add the water. So just like that. Um, also, uh, kind of obvious here, but it must be made in the United States for it to be called bourbon. Of America? Of America. Okay, cool. Yes. Now, so only bourbon is only in the U.S. strictly? Correct. Oh, dang. Okay. So you're not going to get like a, a bourbon Canadian whiskey. You're not going to get a bourbon yeah, Irish whiskey. An Irish, bourbon yeah. is American whiskey. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. See, we're, we're learning today, bro. Our us and the listeners and you, we're all learning. It's the all more you know. The, the more, more you know. know. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. So bourbon strictly American. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, the ones I'm going to list are here are going to be American. Like, for example, the next one's going to be Tennessee whiskey. So the way Tennessee whiskey is, obviously, it has to be made in Tennessee. And one thing I brought up in past episodes is about, do you remember how it's filtered? Mm, through coal? Charcoal. Close charcoal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Charcoal filtered. And that's mainly the process that, for example, Jack Daniels, that's what they use, which is why they're Tennessee whiskey, even though people still say it's a bourbon. So to make it simple for everybody, we'll call it Tennessee bourbon. How about that? Cool. I'm okay with that. Most Tennessee whiskeys has a specific percent range for corn. Now, we already established for it to be a bourbon, and now we're calling Jack Tennessee bourbon. What's the percentage range of corn needs to be to be made in the whiskey? Wait, what? 51%? Or wait, are you asking a different question? I'm rephrasing the question specifically for Tennessee, because Tennessee, for example, you cannot do... 100% 100% corn. It has to be a certain range of corn that you can do, starting from 51% as the minimum up to a certain amount. Mm, okay. Do you know what that amount is? I do not. 80? Oh, one off. 79%. Oh, dang. That was close. So in order for it to be Tennessee whiskey, it has to be between 51 and 79% corn. That's kind of a random range. Uh, uh, yeah, because the numbers are odd numbers, and I'm personally a fan of even numbers. And I think it's kind of weird instead of surrounding it to a simple 80 and saying that's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't make the rules. I mean, I'm not saying it's odd based on the type of numbers I like, AJ. 
I'm just oh, saying it's odd. <laughs> it's just a random number. Not because I don't like odd numbers. I have no hate for odd numbers. If anything, I love all numbers. But um, yeah, if, if, you know, if you have a problem with the, I feel like it's a public service announcement. The fact that they're odd. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're odd numbers and you don't like them, yeah, it does It does uh, seem to be an issue. You know, weird thing about me is I'm not a fan of odd numbers, but I don't mind numbers that end with a 5 because it kind of goes with the simple 5, 10, 15, 20, or the number 1 because that means you're first place. If you're not first, you're last. So you're okay with, you're okay with even numbers. You're okay with number 1, number 5. So it's 2, 3. No, so it's 3 you don't like. I hate 3. 7 and I 9. I like 7. And I hate nine. Wow. That's very particular, AJ. For the listeners out there, anyone else have OCD? And they like to call it CDO, so it's alphabetical order. Let us know. I mean, I have a little bit of OCD when I have, like, the volume in the TV. Like, it has to be on an even number. Same. Yeah. So I have a little bit of that, too. I get you. I feel you there. See, see you're picking up what I'm throwing down again. Yeah. I feel you. Question for you. When it comes to the actual charcoal filter... For the aging process of Tennessee whiskey. Do you know what that's also called? Like a name for it? Sheared. Close. It's called the Lincoln County process. And don't ask me why, because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was close. (laughs) Man, super close. You're right there, man. You know, you're so close. I'm going to raise my glass to you and take a sip of my dram. Oh, thank you, AJ. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. The next one that can fall in the American whiskey category is bottled and bond. And I am personally a huge fan of bottled and bond whiskey to the point where I ordered a bottled and bond Jack Daniels I couldn't find here. I ordered it from the Netherlands and it's sealed on my JD collection shelf just to be displayed and, you know, looked at. But I did get a little sample to try it and it is delicious. And let's break down what bottle and bond is, because I don't think you know, Eric. Do you? I don't. Bottle bottle and bond? Yep. Bottled in bond. Oh, in I, bond. No, I have no bond. idea. Okay. And so obviously this is not strictly American, since you ordered it overseas. Well, I, it's an American whiskey I got from them, because keep in mind, when it comes to whiskey in the community, people get their hands on things and they sell them at a higher price because they end up being collectibles or something that people just want to drink that they cannot get their hands on. Oh, so you got it for, from a third party. Exactly. I did not get it strictly from Jack Daniels. You got something. I can buy it. You like this whiskey so much that it's obviously strictly made in this country, in the country you mm-hmm. live in. Mm-hmm. Someone bought it from Europe, and you went and bought it from them. No, so they probably got it from Jack Daniels because Jack Daniels is the distiller of the bottle I got. But since uh-huh. Jack Daniels doesn't sell like online where you can easily grab it, and unfortunately, we live in Southern California where bourbon is not easy to get a, your hands on for limited stuff, mm-hmm. that I had to go through a third party that's based in the Netherlands to have them ship it to me. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Still man. crazy because it's an American product. Right. Exactly, I agree, and I think I should get a discount. Or Jack Daniels should just send me a bottle. Once again, AJ, send them an email. Uh, uh, once again, Eric, and I'm going to send them another angry worded email with Do my it. aggression. Do I'm it. Doing it. Let's break down what makes a whiskey bottle and bond, shall we? Yes. So bottling and labeling a set of legal regulations for American whiskey. This stems from the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. I'm sure you know what that is. 
Oh, of course. I I, I just don't want to say it because I'd rather you just say it to, for the listeners. <laughs> Go ahead. So the bottom bond act of 1897. Okay, well, let me pull it back a little bit. So back in the day, there was no regulations on how people can make their whiskey. And they were watering down the shit out of it. And mm. it wasn't being good quality production anymore. So because of the act of 1897, what they did, it was to ensure authentic and quality whiskey. The act of getting your buzz back. Act of getting a good buzz on. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Nice. So that's what it is. And it must be aged for at least four years. And the reason why bottled in bond is so delicious, in my personal opinion, is because the proof of it has to be at least 100 proof, which means 50% ABV. Oh, okay. So pretty strong, right? That's considered pretty strong. Definitely, definitely. And it's a product that it has to be from one distillery for one season, which means they cannot have it for longer than that for to keep its, I guess, potency, I'm assuming. Keep Mm. the strength of it. Okay. A lot of details. Say again? A lot of like specifics that need to that are required in order to be part of a, you know, whether it's bourbon or whether it's, you know, specific categories that you have to you have to meet, I guess. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It makes perfect sense. Now, just to provide further clarification, bottled in bond can be made for bourbon or Tennessee whiskey, even rye whiskey. You can do bottled in bond if that's how they produce it. Hmm. So if you go to buy a bottle of, uh, let's say, Maker's Mark, for example, you're going to buy bottles of Maker's Mark, and the next year you'll see the bottle and bond. So the way that it's still from the same manufacturer, still from the same distillery, but it's going to be made differently, giving it a different kind of quality in the bourbon or mm-hmm. Tennessee whiskey. Interesting. Good stuff. Do you now, let's move it on to rye whiskey, which I know, Eric, you're a huge fan of rye whiskey. Love and it. The re- love it. The reason why is because what does what percentage? Let me ask you a okay, quiz for you, Eric. What percentage mm-hmm. of the rye whiskey needs to be rye grains? Forty. Close. Fifty-one. Just like the corn. Dang, that was a trick question, dude. I don't appreciate <laughs> that. It has to be majority of the the blend has to be that specific kind of grain. Well, what if it's like forty percent something, and then nothing is more? All the other ingredients are not more than forty percent. It's still majority. Are you thinking? Ask me over fifty percent. How about that? Okay. Okay. So when you when you take it up, you take your pie and you're gonna cut your slice of pie. You have to go a little more than half. Majority. Majority. Gotcha. But no, because if you say majority, that goes back to your example of forty percent. That's true, right? So you know, we're just too smart for these. We're just too smart for all this. Yeah, I think we're too advanced for whiskey. Yeah. That's true. Okay, let's just keep it at uh, 50% or higher. Yeah, calling it now. 51. 51. There you go. Okay. Now, now, unlike bourbon, what percentage of the rye grain can it be? A minimum of 51% up to what, Eric? 79. Close! 100. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm failing miserably. <laughs> I'm failing on my knowledge. I think that's one of the things I really like about rye whiskey is that you can actually have one, a bourbon, for example, that's 100, well, not bourbon, I'm sorry. You can have a rye whiskey that's 100% rye. And by having rye, the more rye, it's going to have a crispier, uh, spicier, sharper mouthfeel to that whiskey. Mm. So since you love spice so much, 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever had rye whiskey? Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, Which one? If, I, if I had it with anyone, it was probably with you. <laughs> and let me quickly look up whiskey, rye whiskey brands and let you know. You're not Let's supposed see. to tell the listeners that. You're supposed to act like you know. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, let me just off the top of my head here. Yeah, top of your dome. Yeah, bullet. <laughs> you know, actually, I think you have had rye bullet because I used to have that in. I ran out, but I used to have that in my uh, whiskey collection. Fireball. Oh no 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 no! Time out. Flag on the play. Penalty. Roughing the passer. Intentional grounding. You did you just bring up a flavored whiskey? It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Mm-hmm. So you brought up a flavored rye whiskey on this podcast while we're not talking about flavored whiskey. Yep. <laughs> wild turkey? Isn't wild turkey uh rye? Uh, wild turkey is a bourbon, but I you know I don't know if they make their own rye. I personally have never seen it. Oh, uh, okay. Is that what you're finding while you're Googling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at and I see Woodford Reserve also has a rye. So it's sort of like like these companies or these distilleries will make whatever they make, and then they also make a rye yeah, on top definitely. of what they make. So, yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of brands that I'm familiar with, but then it seems like they're also more expensive. The rye is more expensive. Yes. The reason why is because you have to use more rye, which is a more expensive grain. Um, and then the process of them making it is why it is a little more. Plus, it has the um, it has a good amount of ABV on there. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know, I see one Knob Creek. Knob, you, yep, that's a good one. Yeah. I I don't know if I've had it, but I see it a lot. You know, I still have some of my Knob Creek rye, so I can definitely uh, hook you up with the taste of that one. Cool. That one is a good one. I do love Knob Creek. That's a great brand of bourbon. I love it, and the rye is delicious. Okay. How do you drink it? Neat. Neat? Okay. How do you drink it? Neat. Like I usually do. But, you know, you do got to mix it up a little bit, though. Like, you know, we've talked about before putting some drops of water to release the oils and open it up. You got yeah. to go a little bit out of your comfort zone to see because each whiskey is going to react differently to ice and or water. That's going to make me very uncomfortable, AJ. Don't go Why there. Why is that? You're telling me to go out of my comfort zone and add a few drops of water? Uh-uh. Very uncomfortable with that. You know, like Nike says, just do it. All right. Okay. let's do it you know on a cold i'm on a really hot day it'd be nice to add some some ice to to a whiskey as well i mean and i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed and i've done it before it's not like i'm strictly strictly um i drink straight you know whiskey straight up like that so i'll I'll change it up every every once in a while do it you know remember we talked about i think it's maybe episode two or maybe even three who knows but we talked about how we like to taste a brand new bottle of whiskey. And I mentioned my process of, you know, pouring it neat, trying it, adding three to, you know, 10 drops of water, trying it, and then putting in an ice cube. Mm-hmm. Since you're learning about your palate and trying to actually still break down what you really enjoy, I'm going to recommend that to you, bro. And all of our listeners out there, if you're coming into the whiskey community and you want to try different things, I do recommend personally try it neat with some drops of water and then with an ice cube and see which way you like it the most. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then now, add, and then do a third one with some Coca Cola. Oh God! Well, actually, that would be the fourth one then, because if you do I mean, meat, the fourth one, yeah, water and an ice, then the fourth one would be Coke. But do not do that. Do, or do not tell listeners to do Big that. Big no no. Well, you know, you can enjoy your whiskey however you want, but if you're going to come over to my house and you're going to take a $100 bottle of whiskey, I better not see you putting some coke in that. don't tell people what to do, and you don't tell me what to do, okay? If I want to get a $200 bottle and add some coke, pour it on some coke, some ice and some coke, I'm going to do it. That is why you fail. So with rye whiskey... How long does it have to be at least a minimum? How long does that have to be aged for? Four years. Close. It has to be charred in oak barrels for at least two years. Dang. I'm really close with all these. You are, dude. Now, let me ask you this. Can you add, when they're making the right whiskey, can they add additives and water? Absolutely not. 100% correct. Give Eric yeah. a point. Yeah. He's, He's got one point. I got one on the board. Now, People might think, what does American whiskey taste like? And I know personally for me, I still do not know off the top of my head the breakdown of each different profile. I know like this one's a little sweeter. This one might be a little more spicier and so on. But the actual breakdown to American whiskey, do you know the main profile for those? We have talked about them before. Oak. And? Mm. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with vanilla. Banana. I can't with you anymore, dude. So the main two profiles you're going to get from a bourbon is going to be vanilla tones and charred oak. Okay. Now, some people will also get caramel. Caramel is another dominant profile that you get in bourbon with the American whiskey. Um, Tennessee whiskey, it tastes kind of like bourbon, except it's a bit mellower, slightly sweeter, and a little smoky due to the additional charcoal filter. When it comes yeah. to rye, rye is going to be your, I'm telling you, Eric, this might be the one you like, dude, because rye has a spicier flavor profile and it's a touch less sweet than the other ones. Hmm. Okay. And so what would lastly, be a start? What would be a good, a good bottle to start with? Like a knob, uh, knob Creek, it's probably your least costly sort of good starter bottle for, for an introduction to rye. Well, since you looked up the Knob Creek online, what was the price point you saw? I'm looking at $35. Maybe that's not the one I have then because I guess the one I have is like closer to 50. But yeah, go with that one. Try so Well, uh, what I would recommend is if you know a specific brand that you like, go with that brand. So I know you talk about Woodford Reserve a lot. I know that's one of your favorite um, brands. So I would actually recommend to you to get the Woodford Reserve ride. Hmm, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Stick and then with something I Exactly. The nice thing about it is that you already understand what the Woodford profile is supposed to be. And if you forget, you can do a side-by-side -side comparison. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now, if you go to pick up a bottle of bottled and bond whiskey, those ones are going to have a little bit more of a kick because of the higher proof side of it. You know, like I mentioned earlier, it starts with a minimum of 100 proof. Mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff, man. Okay. Lastly... Things to consider when you're looking at American whiskey is that a lot of classic whiskey cocktails are originally crafted with rye whiskeys because it's a spicier, uh, slightly less sweet flavor profile in mind. So it blends well with your mixed drinks. Oh, really? Yes, sir. That should be good there. Now, 
when it comes to me making old fashions, which I've talked about multiple times, I do like making it with regular bourbon and not rye, but you might like it since you're a fan of the spice. Yeah, and it's what's recommended, obviously, based on what you just said. So maybe you're doing it wrong, AJ. You know, it's not really doing it wrong because it's the way you like it, the way you like it. It's just the way you do it for you. You you do you. All right. I just looked up Woodford Reserve Rye. It's $33. Boom. Go buy it. Okay. Next Go episode, now. I want to hear you talking about it. I'm already leaving. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> See you later, dude. Later, dude. And that's pretty much everything that keys. Cup- oh, my keys. <laughs> I heard noise in the background. Like, what the hell is that? It's Those are my keys. keys. He's leaving. He's out of here. I drove off some. That sounded pretty realistic. Really? Yeah. No, not really. I did that with my mouth. I'm not going there. Uh-oh. Not going there. I set you up. That's the layup, AJ. The layup. Take it. Layup. Go. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, dude. We're leaving you at that. We're leaving you at that. You blew the game. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Continue. So that's pretty much it when it comes to American whiskey. Nice little breakdown of the different divisions, how they're made. Eric, do you have any questions? Mm, I probably have a lot or will have a lot, and I probably will need to re-listen to this episode so I can absorb everything. But Mm -hmm. as of now, I think I'm pretty good. Excellent. I'm glad to bring it to your attention and get you information. I hope our listeners as well got something that they learned from this. Rather, if they're new with whiskey or very well experienced, hopefully it's something good. Last question for you, though, Eric. Mm -hmm. Now that you know the different types and the breakdowns, not Woodford Reserve. What's going to be your next whiskey that you're going to purchase? Not the Woodford Reserve? Yeah, because you already, you already said on the on the podcast, so mm. we're going to switch it. I mean, that'd be rye, just, you know, something in American whiskey. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was, I, I'm interested in the Woodford Reserve rye now, mm-hmm. so, so that might be my next one. So if you do, if, if you do end up picking that one up, Post on Instagram and for the listeners, if you're not already following us on Instagram at Brothers of the Dram, when Eric buys his Woodford Reserve Rye whiskey, he will post about it. I will, and I will share it with all all, all of you and see what um what I think. Excellent. See, that's what the community is all about—just growing your knowledge and growing your whiskey collection till you get to the point where you know what you love. You know what you love. You love what you do. Love what you do. Love it all. Exactly. All right, my brother. I do believe this episode of our podcast is over. The podcast is over. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. I appreciate it. AJ and I appreciate it. We'll see you on the next one. Cheers, everyone. I blew that ending. Cheers. <laughs> You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.